The Anandota has been joined by Leonora Ortega-Till of Fiverr and Frenzy. Leonora, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Even though Fiverr and Frenzy is well known for recording O Canada, this country has rarely been on your tour schedule. So why tour Canada now? Reese really, really wanted to come to Canada and it is fall and it's one of the most beautiful places and we were kind of close in the area. So we thought, why not? And we've been so blessed. Hamilton was amazing last night. We were playing right on the water. And now today we had a wonderful dinner and hung out in Toronto and it's gorgeous. And the people have been so friendly and dancing and having fun. And it felt like a good fit. I wish we could do more of Canada. Probably, you know, in the future we will. But right now it's a great fit for us. Great people. But in the past, you only played, what was it, one date ever? We played a festival in Ottawa once, and we played a college in Regina once. In 2012, I met two guys at one of your shows who drove 30 hours nonstop Los Angeles to New Hampshire to see you guys play. All bands say they have a dedicated fan base, but I mean, that's nothing in comparison to your fans. So why are they so obsessed? I really do firmly believe that if you say you're a Five Iron fan, it denotes special qualities and abilities about you. It seems like we hit a nerve with the youth of America and especially Christian youth, people that felt nuanced, people that had a certain type of spirituality, a certain type of political desire and want as far as social action goes, and also quirky, fun, crazy people. And I think that when we added our personality to our albums and didn't hold back or go with what a record label would say, when we just really were ourselves and wrote songs about what we cared about and what we enjoyed, it hit a nerve with the youth. We basically were a voice for people that already existed. We didn't create any kind of fan. It's just they came out of the woodworks and said, hey, we're the same. But now those youth aren't youth anymore. They're middle-aged. They're moms and dads, just like you are. You find that's going to change? No, I think it's exactly the same. Now that the question is, how do we raise our children? How do we make a society? How do we keep day jobs and be those same people, the people that want to change the world, the people that want to do something good, the people that don't want to settle? And I think lyrically, our new album tackles all of those concepts as we are now adults. I'm 37 now. And when I joined the band, I was 18. And I am a mother of two and a wife. I think people are really going to resonate with the lyrics on this new album because we're we're not necessarily old guys. <laughs> we still feel very much young and very much a burden and very much want to use our voice. So, and we're, we're still fun. But I know you guys are crazy on stage. So literally, are you as crazy off stage as you are on stage? Yeah, it's not an act. It has never been an act for us. The, the antics are just a spillover from our real personalities. And that was what was interesting when I met Reese and Keith in the 90s was uh and micah too like these guys really did have a heart for the lord do have a heart for the lord they really are silly and zane and fun and quirky and especially living in a band house oh my goodness you get to learn how quirky they are like it's not an act this is just real life and was that ever overwhelming no i think the only overwhelming thing is um i think there's a lot of pressure spiritually more than quirky like there's one thing to be quirky but when people start to want you to be spiritual on stage perhaps do worship songs or act a certain way or be pastoral from the stage just because you're a musician. Um, there's a fine line there. So when you talk about pressure, yes, there is a pressure, but it's not necessarily quirky. It's the pressure sometimes feels, um, I think people want someone to give them the answers instead of saying, we don't know the answers and we're not about giving answers. And in fact, even more now that we've gotten older and more solidified in our faith or for two people in our band who are no longer Christians, we have stepped back from the, the answers and relished more in the questions. And in fact, our new album ends on a question note. 
which is so weird and felt physically almost vomitous for me to not end with a worship, but to end with a question. I mean, that's the audacity of doubt. And I have the audacity of faith, but I, I, I'm trusting that it's okay to go that place and our fans can handle it. So you're talking about your spirituality. During the early days of Five Iron Frenzy, your band was typically classified as a Christian band or even a ministry-based act. Did you ever find that confining? Yeah, of course I do, because I was 18. I didn't know theology. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was blathering. I didn't know the first thing, and people put a lot of stock into what I said. And there was an extreme amount of pressure and shame, because I still at the time did not know how to conduct myself worthy of Christ. And I don't think we ever really do get there. We're a work in process. Thank Jesus that he's loving and faithful with us and wants to use us in spite of who we are. I mean, I certainly am just someone on stage rocking out trying to connect with God anymore than someone on the bottom of the stage, you know, down in the front or in the back or someone, you know, hiding out in their car because they don't want to have an encounter with God. There's tons of pressure. But now the pressure's different in that I, I appreciate these guys and that it can be a open walk, an open walk that is saying we're all not on the same page. It is very much a journey. And I adore Jesus. I adore every single thing about him. Do I necessarily know what it's going to mean for me to have a connection with a fan in that context? Not necessarily, and nor is it necessarily appropriate. I'm not everyone's pastor. <laughs> and I think that Reese especially felt a lot of spiritual burden. And I'm proud of how he's handled himself lately and on this new album in that he's not going to do that again. He's going to do them to himself because it's not worth it. It's better to just have open hands and say, I'm trying to connect with God in the way I know how. And if you want to be inspired by that, awesome. But I'm not, I'm not asking anyone to follow me. Because you touched on that earlier when you mentioned that two of the band members now don't consider themselves Christian. Does that change the direction of the band? We asked them. We had a big band meeting, and we went all around in circles, said where we were with our faith. Those of us who were Christians said we're even more so now. <laughs> we're even stronger in it now. Two of them are not, and they said we want redeeming lyrics on our songs, on our musical songs. And they trust us, and we're brothers and sisters. At this point, we are such a family, and we've known each other so long, and trust goes so far that it's not even an issue. Engine of a Million Plots isn't the old-school Five Iron Frenzy. Much of your third-wave ska sound has been stretched into whole new areas. But what are your fans going to think? There will be some people who will say, where is the ska? There's one traditional ska song. Most of it, honestly, is rock with horns. I think that, you know, we have Weezer, Jimmy World, um, a lot of different punk bands to thank for that. We necessarily don't follow in the ska vein, but I think our fans will like it. The songs are... Um, easy to listen to, but still have intricate parts, and I hope that they appreciate the overall sound. The way the horn sound is amazing, bigger than ever. I love my new horn. You can pretty much hear the reed, and the horn parts are kind of like, we call it the wall of sound. <laughs> also, I think our fans will appreciate that Reese, um, lyrically and emotionally, as he sings, really goes there. He, he puts himself in the place emotionally and allows his voice to ring through, and I think that fans appreciate that more than anything. I mentioned that earlier to someone else, and I said how before the sound is almost skeletal, and now it's fleshed out. Yeah, I think so, and I think that the new producer, Jeremy Griffith, really hit it on the head with the drums and with the sounds, and there's more ethereal sounds and, you know, a million, billion different pedals being used to create all of the all of the sounds in the back, and I think that he captured us very well, the background vocals and everything. It's it You can't just listen to one note. You're going to have to listen to all of it. <laughs>